Hey, we should watch a movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. Hello, everybody. What's up? Hey. How are we? Starting out a little giggly again. Yeah, Ellen, how are you doing today? Oh, God, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the worst weekend of my life. What? Why? About your project. Oh, my God. Uh, so, to paint a full picture, like Wednesday evening... We were sitting in the backyard and Cameron was like, we should build a proper fire pit back here. And I was like, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a great idea. And he just goes and like pulls out a spray paint can and starts marking up our backyard. <laughs> and then Friday night he goes, okay, we're waking up early tomorrow. I'm going to go uh, rent a tiller from Home Depot and, you know, go get two tons of gravel. <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> this was a fun idea when we were just thinking about it. And uh, yeah, so on one of the hottest days of the year with no cloud coverage whatsoever, we tilled up uh, a, from the center, it's eight feet out. So a 16 feet diameter circle in our backyard. Gosh. I almost passed out twice. He's you know what? Once, this for a very long um, time. And almost you know what? Honestly. About four times. Honestly, the <laughs> turnaround from just talking about it to actually doing it is it's incredible. Super impressive. That is, it is so impressive. He, he's been planning this for months. That's Cameron to a T. He gets an idea in his like, head and he cannot stop until he does it. So immediately to, we get to work and I'm like, geez. <laughs> so yeah, it's currently Monday night. We're recording this. Um, my car is still trapped in the garage because there's two tons of gravel and on our driveway in giant piles um camera had to drive me to work which i'll be doing all week because it continues to rain out here we can't get anything done <laughs> look honestly I, I feel like the majority of couples in america would say they want to build a fire pit and then like three months later they're like hey remember that fire pit we talked about we should do that and then three months later after that then they start actually doing something about it so like the turnaround on this is very impressive. It's scary because, like, <laughs> we have a really big backyard, which is kind of rare in the suburbs in Dallas, and because we live on kind of like a cul-de-sac. So, and I love that we have two dogs. Like, I really love having all this space. And he gets that itch for a project. There's no telling him no. And before we know it, we've landscaped every inch of this yard. All the grass is gone. What I loved about this yard is is dead. And I'm just like. <laughs> don't let this be the first of so many things and i i'll i'm never doing this again because if this doesn't kill me i'm i'm killing you like <laughs> cam if you're listening to this i think a gazebo would go really well no. in my backyard <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, i heard it's really easy to build on friday <laughs> on friday you texted us was like hey can we maybe push back to monday uh me and cam are doing a little project we'll be done probably by sunday <laughs> but uh if we could just do it on monday that'd be easier because i'll be really tired and now you're like well my cam is driving me to work every single day this week uh and it's <laughs> my favorite part about this whole thing Look, my car is currently trapped in the garage until when, we get this done <laughs> when this is done y'all are gonna have the best hangout house everyone is like mandatory mm -hmm. has to come over to our house every weekend in the fall no problem for a fire pit I swear to God, if we don't use if we don't use every if we don't use yeah, this what's every the, night. what's the amount of fire pit parties you have to have to, to a good return worth. on investment on this? <laughs> like every weekend during the football season? 
Yeah, let's go ahead and say that. Let's go ahead with that. Everyone, everyone must be at our house every weekend in the fall. Winter too, you know. Okay. It didn't That's get fine. that cold yeah. until like January this past All right, year. All right, cool. So. I'm driving up to Dallas every weekend of the football season yep. this year. Come on over. Yeah, Red you're River, like an hour Red away River from me. Rivalry, this is easy. Our house. Oh yeah, let's go. Oh, wait, Boomer no, Sooner, my baby. Wedding. That's the day of my wedding. Oh, the day of your wedding <laughs> is there is Oklahoma versus UT. Yep. What did you? Oh. Will y'all have TVs at the? No. You got your phone and you have AirPo- AirPods. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh, that's such a big game. It's going to happen at like 11 and the wedding's not till like 5.30. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm still planning on going. Danny, you, we going? We're still planning on going in our white tuxes? Like all white tuxes? Sorry, I thought it was blue and orange. No, I thought no, we were no, doing no, the no, Dumb no, and Dumber no. thing. That's the last I heard. <laughs> Uh, we got to go all white tuxes Look, just to upstage the bride. You never had official invitation, and I'm not. Uh, depending on how you, you look, gave I can, me I can the have... address of the yeah. ceremony yeah, so of reception. Just the That's the list that my coordinator is aware of. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have bouncers there that will escort us out? Because if not, I'll be there. Push me, Ellen, and I'm I will. S- <laughs> Ellen, I'm so big. You cannot keep me physically out of that building. It's fine. I will get in there. It's not a big deal. <laughs> And we're going to freaking Ricky Bobby Cal Naughton Jr. I'll shave my thing. beard and put on a wig. No one will even know who the fuck I'm I am. No one will know who you are Ty anyways. I'm the only person there who knows you. <laughs> Megan will know us. It's fine. Yeah, Megan knows friends. us. She'll play cool. We're going to walk in the building shouting, we're podcast friends. It's cool. Like, you think you jokingly invited me to no, your wedding? I'm going to show come. up. <laughs> I'm actually going to show up. You better be cool about it. <laughs> I'm going to have a good-ass time. People are like, who's that guy that was on the dance floor all night? Oh, that's my co-host for this stupid-ass stupid podcast, podcast we do. <laughs> Ellen, he showed up drunk. This is not safe anymore. You know, my... He just tried to fight a kid. He was drinking Get a flask during the ceremony. What is going on? <laughs> it's not an Irish Catholic wedding if someone's not drinking. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you, if you come to the ceremony, it is a full Catholic mass, so be prepared. Oh, let's oh, go. This is old hat. This is old hat. I've been to hundreds. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. I know exactly Not what I'm getting myself thing. into. <laughs> Not even <I'll>... a thing. <laughs> I remember okay. all of it by heart. Well, it's changed in the past few years. Really? What, well, like the, the first word? time in like a what? thousand years? Words? <laughs> yeah, some of the wording changed like, what, eight years ago or some shit? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know, man. It's been a solid decade for me. <laughs> Well, either know. way. But, yeah, so you guys better just be cool. <laughs> Don't make me regret this. We'll see. Yeah, I'm we'll getting see. hammered. It's going we're down all, at your wedding. We're all getting hammered. We're all, it's an open bar. You don't No flask required. <laughs> yeah, but Ty's a frat boy drunk. It's different. Yeah, dude. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> me and Brad Blaylock. <laughs> Gosh. All right, did you guys, have you guys been watching anything this week? Any movies, TV shows? Yes. I Ellen. finally watched Black Widow. And? I loved it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. I thought it was like, okay. <laughs> well, I just think, uh, like, the Florence Pugh part was amazing, obviously. But I feel like they have such, they had such an opportunity to, like, do whatever the hell they wanted to do because it has no effect on future storylines except for the after credit scenes and they didn't really take advantage of that in my opinion 
Um, oh. But every Florence Pugh part, I was like, yeah, I'm in 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> Thought she was fantastic in this. Um, one of my favorite little fan theories that's going around the internet is, um, well, in apparently in the comics, uh, the Black Widow and the Winter Soldier have quite the romance. But it never played out in the movies, obviously, because it just wasn't the storyline. People think that they're going to try to do that with Yelena and Bucky Barnes, Ooh. which I am so down for, down bad yeah. for. I am I'm down for that, one, because that's obviously a great storyline in the MCU. And two, just pair Florence P up with any leading male actor so she can just not Zach leave Braff. Zach Braff. <laughs> <laughs> she Florence, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> leave Zach Braff. You are so much better than Zach Braff. For the love of God. I love Zach Braff. I love him from Scrubs, but good God, you're so much better than him. <laughs> Florence, I love you regardless. Please. Oh yeah. Still. Yeah, I'll still love her. <laughs> unconditionally, but unconditionally. But yeah, make, I can totally that's see that's that one this choice. Sound, this sounds very conditionally. But I can I can that's, see those two characters getting together because of their like shared trauma. <laughs> yeah. I love a good trauma. I trauma love bonding. a good trauma connection. Yeah. Uh, yeah, trauma bonding is what <laughs> my friends and I like to say. When very I went on nice. that that trip to uh to Sonoma in San Francisco and we did that um zip lining that Made me almost pee my pants. I was so scared. We got to the end and we were all like, yes, for trauma bonding. And our like 20 year old guide was like, I've never heard that term before. And we were like, clearly you've not been to as much therapy as we have. <laughs> Nothing uh, like trauma bonding over some zip lines. Yeah. In Sonoma Valley. <laughs> the whitest shit I've ever heard in my life. Hey, you don't know how scared I was. i Sonoma Valley, dude. Uh, has uh, anybody seen Green Knight yet? Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Like Ellen? Not yet. Uh, I really want to. I Ellen. I was going to go this weekend, but I've been stuck digging this fucking hole in my backyard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I've wanted for the past like 72 hours is to go see Green Knight, but I cannot. I am a slave well, here, to this fire pit. <laughs> a setup for you. I gave it five stars. Danny gave it two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Danny also gave Snake Eyes three stars, and he gave yeah, Green Knight two and a half stars. Oh my Snake Eyes was a blast. Lots of cool fight scenes. You know how many fight scenes there were in Green Knight? Like half a one, kind of. Don't don't spoil anything for me. But that is hilarious to me. You guys could not be further apart on this. Yeah, it's just uh, it's good. It's just, it's just, but Dev Patel's so handsome. I didn't bump it up a star for you. He's very no, it did. <laughs> it, did. it did bump it up a star for me. Uh, Dear God, <laughs> two and a half is after I factored in how handsome Dev Patel was in this movie. Oh my Dear God, God. <laughs> it's it's just not. It's weird, man. It's not for me, and that's okay. You didn't want to I'm give not- your. Dallas, bro, isn't David Lowry from Dallas? You didn't want to give him some props. I have no idea. I I'm pretty sure he's from Dallas, bro. Zero. No clue. Texas directors know. are taking over Hollywood this year. Wes Anderson, oh, Wes Anderson. David Lowry, uh, uh, Travis Scott just signed an A24 deal. Did you deal. see that? I know he wrote. I, I don't know if he's directing, but I saw that. It's like redacted title by Travis Scott. It's Utopia. 
it's utopia that's the title of it utopia yeah interesting sure not yeah, based not? on Who like cares, the renaissance dude? book no i think <laughs> i think it's like do you remember that like like album long music video that kanye did for my dark and twisted fantasy it was like a 45 minute music video that lined up with all the songs kind of kind that's, of like lemonade I think that, I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, I think that's what Travis Scott is doing for his next upcoming fourth oh, album. Oh, so it's just a, it's just an, like an album. Well, film, it's a like multi Lemonade. it's a multi picture deal, and I think the first one is going to be this this album thing. But I think an, a movie will come out of it. It has some kind of narrative with Cactus Jack Productions, which is the Travis Scott production company. And That's his own production company. Now. Houston, baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, yeah, either of y'all seen Jungle Cruise? Mm-mm. No, I think I'm good. Just wait for. <laughs> Don't for fucking it see it until it's free. <laughs> yeah, I, that was the, always it the plan. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it straight up sucks. The worst CGI could've, could've I've guessed. ever seen in the last ten years. I'm not even kidding. Damn, it's. <laughs> so bad and they spent more money on this <laughs> than like well, any of the pirates the of the caribbean salary. movies it's terrible <laughs> it's so that bad oh, emily blunt is the only good part in the movie and the the comedian the english comedian guy that's like jack whitehall brother. yeah yeah his he's good netflix show travels with my father is pretty funny it's so funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once you want to bet, I give it more stars than I gave the Green Knight. I promise you, you won't, because I swear <laughs> to God, the graphics look like a 2002 video game. It's not. It's oh, so bad. No. <laughs> no, maybe I will go see it. Do not pay money. I will send you a link to get like a to watch it for free. <laughs> and I'm putting this out there. Disney, come after me because it sucks. I'm not, no one should pay money to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, I just it's usually like two or three months after it's in theaters is when it comes to Disney Plus, right? No, it's already there that. for like it's two or three months. Well, yeah, after I mean, had I mean like added access. to the free streaming. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, it's bad. Well, maybe I'll just wait. It's bad. But you know what's uh, great? I got yeah. cut up on Love Island. All the way caught up. Okay, I am not. Ellen, Ellen, it's nuts. Really? Okay, the last thing. So I have saw you? You've never when... seen any I... Love Island? Never. So there's this thing halfway through called Casa Amor, where they take all of the guys and they put them in another house and they bring in six new girls. Shut <laughs> and then they have a recoupling. Like the guys come back in, and if they're with another girl, then the girl they were previously with is single. Or if they come back in and the girl has coupled up, then the guy is single. And I'm telling you right now, it's the most bad shit <laughs> Casa Amor I've ever seen really? in the six, the seven seasons I've been watching Love Island. Okay, so it's my nuts. mind is immediate. My mind immediately goes straight to because I'm on like episode, I don't know, like 15 or 16. Like Teddy has kind of just gotten to the show, so yeah. my mind immediately goes to Liberty and what's his name with the tattoos and how Jack. they're like, and how they're like the strongest couple. And I, Oh, I bet they break up. At there, Castle Moore. <laughs> there's some nuts shit that goes down at Castle Moore. Okay. Here's my only question at this point. My only concern does Hugo find love. Cause if I were, on here's that, the thing, if I were on the there's island, be I would a- be down so bad for Hugo. I don't see why any of the girls, I don't get why they're not into him. So here's my, here's my opinions on Hugo at the moment without spoiling anything. Okay. He has a moment where I'm like, oh, shit, Hugo's kind of a badass. 
But also, I wouldn't really care if he gets booted off. He's my favorite guy. I don't get why any of the girls don't like him. Ugh. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. At this point, Casa Moore. There's like no rules when it comes to Casa Moore. <laughs> so nuts. I think yeah. So I just I just left off when yeah. This means nothing to whoever's listening to this, but I just left <laughs> off where Teddy joined the house and what's his name had to leave. Um, and he had just made a connection. And oh, they, um, uh, the uh, Brad. Brad. Yeah, that guy was that guy had the personality of a fucking brick wall. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that guy left. <laughs> he sucked. But he had like one or two nice guy moments and I was like, hmm. But, you know, editing, who knows? Uh, but who needs a nice guy? We don't need ni- it's reality TV. We don't need nice guys. I know that's probably why Hugo is sinking currently where I'm at because he's a nice guy. Danny thoughts? Danny thoughts? <laughs> no, <laughs> I have none. <laughs> Head empty, just chilling. Uh, do you guys want to talk about Sunset Boulevard? Or no, should we yet. get to our F one corner? Yeah, excuse oh, me, sorry. excuse me. Oh my bad. We have two. We have push, two push, Danny. Push, push. I'm sorry. I just looked at the timer. It said 17 and a half minutes, and I, that was the first mention of the word Sunset Boulevard. Look, so just we're to not going to say anything constructive. I am avoiding Sunset Boulevard that actually smart people have at seen. all cost. Make this song the longest <laughs> episode point. ever. Good point. All right, F one corner. What's happening in the world of F one, Alan? My God, so much. Okay. <laughs> push, push, baby. Push, push. Push, push. Um, box, box. <laughs> so <clears throat> last week, coming off of the drama at Silverstone, where things are more heated than ever between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen for the championship, it's pretty much just going to be between the two of them because the both of them are so far ahead of everyone else points-wise. I thought, okay, well, this week, the the Hungarian Grand Prix we'd get back to a good race between the two of them because Max got knocked out in the first lap last week. We didn't get to see anything good again within the first lap, a major crash. Well, not a major crash, but a big collision with a bunch of cars knocked out literally half the grid. Half of them are out for the rest of the race after just lap one, Max Verstappen had major damage to his car and they like frantically tried to repair it so he could keep going on. He ends up finishing like in ninth place, which is not great. Um, Didn't he just get into a crash the last time you updated us? Yes, this is this is the drama continues that Max Verstappen uh, keeps getting pushed drive. out by a Mercedes. Right? So it's Mercedes versus Red Bull for the championship, and it's the Mercedes cars that keep crashing into people and pushing Max into the wall and ruining his chances. Collusion conspiracy. It's sounds like high. teamwork and strategy to me. I mean, it is Isn't strategy. Mercedes a German company? Yeah, and the guy who... You know, what a surprise. A G- Germans <laughs> are the villains. What a surprise. Look, <laughs> this is the, the evidence <laughs> is here that Mercedes is doing everything they can to keep you know, anyone else from winning the championship besides Lewis Hamilton to the point where the guy who started the crash was the other Mercedes driver, completely sacrificing his own race just Shake so that Lewis bank, Hamilton baby. could get ahead. <laughs> Shake, shake and bake. This is the second Talladega Nights reference in this episode. What's up? But yes. And then I wrote this down because there's a lot that happened. <laughs> I just, all you've said so far, it sounds like good teamwork is all I'm hearing. No, it is. Like, issue. so Valtteri, Bo- Valtteri Botas is the uh, teammate. And he there's like a million and one memes going on right now about how he just like took one for the team, executed whatever order, and took out all of the com- competitions that. Hamilton could get on the podium again. Um, 
So a bunch of the fan favorites were taken out. Uh, Daniel Ricardo was unable to recover. Poor Daniel. He's having such a bad season. Are you kidding me? Your he's like guy. the best personality. Yeah, he's my guy. Yeah, he's Biggest personality, guy. no chance of winning. That's my favorite racer. <laughs> Which is sad because he could have he could have been a champion if he had just stayed with Red Bull. That's all I got to say. Um, I don't know. It sounds like if you want to be a champion, you stay with Mercedes. They're the only real team out there. Those Germans are just doing whatever it takes to win. Again, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So also more than like about half the drivers got some kind of penalty with this race for some reason. Like there was just all kinds of penalties getting thrown around. Most egregiously, I think that they shouldn't have been penalized. Sebastian Vettel of team Aston Martin got a penalty for wearing a, a shirt supporting gay pride during the podium ceremony. What the hell? Yeah. Why? Why do you get his penalty? Um, Cause he wouldn't take off the shirt for the Anthem. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up. And he and he he said, "I take the penalty and I'll do what it is again." This is America. <laughs> what is going on? This is Hungary. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but he was he was a badass about it. He was like, "I'll take the penalty and I'll do it again. I don't care." Um, nice. He later he later got a DQ for some technicality with his fuel, but he just maintains it's because of the homophobia. Which good for him. Like he's a straight guy. Uh, he's my favorite. He's yeah, my favorite. Sebastian Vettel's. Badass. Fuck Hungary. He's my favorite racer. Official F1 racer. We should watch a movie. Yes. <laughs> Calling it now. Declaring yeah. it. Um, and then... Da, 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 da. So the what makes this even more heightened drama is that we're now going into the summer break where this was the last race for a full month. It would take. They're not coming back until the end of August. They're going to summer break. Everyone being completely in a bad mood, in a bad place after how they all got knocked out and didn't get to like score points of any kind. Um, so yeah, high, high drama as we go into summer break leading into the second half of the season. This this is good shit. You guys have got to start watching F1. (laughs) Until the next race, can we get some like vacation info on all the other racers? What are they doing on their summer Mm -hmm. break? Stuff like that. I will, I will (laughs) have that information. If you think I'm not currently stalking about six or seven of these (laughs) drivers, you are highly mistaken. Good. You're doing great, Ellen. Thank you. I follow like their girlfriends. I know what they're doing. <laughs> wow, you're deep. You're deep into this. Yeah. Sorry, I don't really have time to get into F1. I'm currently trying to get into soccer. Can't really do both at the same time, I don't think. Let's go, baby. Although I, I thought for a little while I was going to get into the Scottish Premier League because they just signed a deal with Paramount Plus. Been instructed that I cannot do that in good conscience. So uh, I think I'm Why? an MLS fan. What are you no, just pick Scotland? a different team, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I randomly picked. There's a team in the Scottish Premiership the called Rangers. the Rangers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm a Texas Rangers fan. This seems easy. And then immediately got hit with like, oh, they're all super racist and like they're very anti-Catholicism. Like, uh, they didn't. Oh, they refused to sign uh, Catholic uh, players until like the 80s. Yikes. And then I realized that English soccer is, or whatever. It's the top. It's the top. It's too serious. Just too follow serious. English. MLS fan. I'm an MLS fan because nobody cares. Don't do fan. that. No. FC look, Dallas, baby. Look, FC Dallas. You don't Austin wanna, FC. Let's look, go. You don't want to do Premier League because it's too serious. I totally get that. Just follow an Italian team. Nobody follows Italian teams. It's the most chill league to follow and they're still top tier yeah. just following an italian team. pick a silly name that's your usual method and MLS, it hasn't baby. steered you uh, wrong so far 
Yeah, but MLS is about to be over, and then soccer, like real soccer, starts like next weekend. We'll we'll play by ear. We'll play by ear. Right now, big time, lifelong MLS fan. I've been an FC Dallas fan my whole life. Dear God. Probably. Dear God. Nobody cares. (laughs) All right. Ty, uh, you had another segment for us. Almost 30 minutes in. Have not talked about Sunset Boulevard, but I do genuinely want to hear. Oh, it'll be quick. It'll, It'll be real quick. Okay. Olympics update. We are leading in medals. Uh, we're not leading in gold medals, but we are leading in overall medals, which I think counts more for, yeah. for anything. Uh, Katie Ledecky, for sure. obviously, is just, I mean. The GOAT. Dude, I she's, saw a graphic. She's had, this is her worst Olympics, and she's still just <laughs> running train Wrecking. on everybody. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I saw, this, I saw this graphic that listed, like, the top 25 times ever in, like, the 800 meter, and it's all her. It's, like, all, <laughs> yeah. every single yeah. one of them is her. Yeah, no, because it's crazy because, like, in Beijing, remember when all the swimmers were wearing the full body suits and, like, Mm -hmm. every record was broken? Like, Katie Ledecky already broke all of those records because those body suits got banned (laughs) because they were like, oh, that propels you faster through the water. But, I mean, it's Katie Ledecky, all time. Uh, New Michael Phelps, in my opinion, and also the hottest olympian of all time caleb dressel oh hell yeah five goals <laughs> five goals just sick ass full sleeve arm tattoo the guy's a monster yeah he's he won five goals in like two days it's so it's so nuts it's like, crazy the yeah it's, it's so crazy we also won the the men's four by 100 relay freestyle relay We've won for the past 15 Olympics, which I didn't Heck know. Yeah, we have. Since we, the last time we didn't win was that in 1980 when, we, when we pulled out of the Olympics. That is such an exciting event. I love watching the men's relay. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm quoting something I saw on Instagram, but like not to be dramatic, but I would drink Caleb Dressel's pool water. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think he's probably the hottest Olympian of all time. Hands down. Um, also, look, a lot of stuff going on about Simone Biles. If you are angry at her for pulling out of the Olympics after everything that every women's gymnast has gone through in the past ever, ever you can fuck off. I don't want you to listen to our podcast. It is ridiculous. Yeah. She, she literally has a mental condition to where she, yes, it's called the flippies, which is a very bad name for a very serious condition, but she flips in the air and forgets where she is. Like it should be called like, yes, or twisties. It should be called like aerial vertigo. It's just not a very serious name for a very serious thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I don't think Simone Biles should have pulled out, then I don't want you listening to our podcast. So leave. Yeah. Because yeah, it's I'll ridiculous. All the crap support. that she's yeah. done for this country and so many people are going after her. I'm so sick of it. And she's from Houston. So I got to back her up, represent my Houston people. It's ridiculous. Everything she's done. And she knew she was going through this with her mental stuff and she was there so she could support her other gymnasts who went on to win silver and mm-hmm. gold for you idiots that are yelling at some mobiles i'm sick of it if you're listening to this and you don't agree i am glad if you never listen to this podcast again preach now 
should we talk about Sunset Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I want to yell about the Olympics some more. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was great. Co-signed. Surprise, surprise. We won, uh, like, all the goals in shooting also. So, <laughs> there you go. That's what, that's what the people are watching, dude. All right. Uh, oh, and 3x3 three three, uh, women's basketball. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, we did. We won gold. Which is, surprisingly, I kind of want a 3x3 three three league. Because I would so rather tight. watch that than the NBA. It's really so fun tight. to watch. Super fast-paced. So fast-paced. 12-second shot clock. Everybody's yeah. going so hard at all the time. And it's like, like we won because we had WNBA players on the team. Just take note, men's teams. Kind of ridiculous we don't have a kind of ridiculous we don't have a women's basketball in the Olympics. But, you know, whatever. Doesn't really make any sense. True. I thought women's basketball used to be in the Olympics. I think it is. It is. is it? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely it definitely is. Cuz uh Becky uh Becky Hammond would always so go play from the So then why are the WNBA the players playing on the w- on the, on the women's basketball team? Are they yeah. just like they are. people who couldn't make like super Oh, they're super playing both. The... They're playing 3 by 3 and Yeah. women's basketball. Okay. Yeah, the, the women on the 3 by th- the 3 by 3 team are just the ones that aren't on the some of the ones that aren't on the regular Olympic Oh, team. I get yeah. what you're saying. Full team. Why can't we do that for men's well our men's, right. exa- anyway, exactly so. <laughs> our men's basketball exactly team sucks anyway. Literally, our men's basketball team sucks anyway. So maybe we do that, yeah. But yeah. maybe yeah. we shouldn't because we're not super great at international basketball right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the hell is going on with the men's basketball team. I've been paying attention because, you know, my adopted grandpa, Coach Pop, is just maybe shouldn't be, maybe shouldn't be coaching the Olympic team anymore. No, Coach Pop is the greatest basketball coach of all time. It's just. Probably not the right – like, when you have JaVale McGee really anchoring your team, it's probably not the best option. Not a great look. <laughs> not a good look. That's Okay, so that, right. that begs the question. I know nothing about basketball because my team hasn't won since, like, 2015. Um, uh-huh. But why aren't, like, all the top NBA stars playing? Where's Steph Curry? Where's, yeah. like – So I don't want to get inju- injured. Injuries and money and uh, all that it's kind money. of stuff. It's money. Well, that and, like – National pride isn't exactly at an all-time high, so. True. Is Boban playing for his home country? Who? I don't Boban. I don't know that they made Boban. it. Boban? Where is he from? I think they made it. Serbia, I believe. Oh. I don't know. That might be a lie. I just I remember, remember, what was it? The Athens Olympics was, what, in 2004? And, like, Argentina yeah. wrecked because Manu went. <laughs> Manu and Luis Scola. <laughs> A Houston Rockets player. The only one I knew other than Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. Louis Scola. Just because he had the know, grossest. He... he had the grossest hair. He had that, like, that like in every movie where they have the geek who just has greasy-ass hair. Yeah. He just had that on the court. And that's the only reason I remember him. <laughs> but he was so good. <laughs> uh, Boban is on the Serbian team. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, I think they might be already done, but. Yeah, he was on the Serbian team. Good for him. Love Boban. And also then, re-signed with the Mavericks today, so he's he's still a Dallas Maverick. I heard that. Oh, there you go. And then women's national team, unfortunately, we didn't get it done. Oh. Uh, but World okay. Cup isn't till 2023, so maybe this is like a kick in our rear to get some new blood in there. Yeah. I'd hate to see Megan Rapinoe and... Megan Rapinoe and uh, Carly Lloyd. I would hate Morgan. to see them go, but they're... Yeah, they're but it, I think it's there. kind of time yeah. to call a curtain. And, guys... Gold Cup, you won the Gold Cup, baby. U.S. Men's yeah. National Team. Mexico. 
We didn't uh, qualify uh, for the Olympics, though. We won the gold cup. About 30 seconds away from going to penalty kicks. Which <laughs> oh, been awesome, man. But it was, it was awesome. Finish. It was so good. All right, good. let's talk about this freaking movie on this movie podcast. Are we talking about a movie? 30 minutes. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, the movie we watched for this episode is 1950s Sunset Boulevard. Uh, a hack screenwriter writes a screenplay for a former silent film star who has faded into Hollywood obscurity. Directed by Billy Wilder, starring Will- William Holden, Gloria Swanson, Eric von Stroheim, and Nancy Olsen. Letterbox rating of 4.4 and a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 99%, which I think are both of the highest ratings we've ever seen. Damn. There you go, baby. You should watch a movie. Um, Ellen and I, neither of us had seen this movie <laughs> up to this point. Um, Ellen did have a busy weekend, so we decided to kind of team up on this one, uh, but a little different than normal. We teamed up in that I wrote uh, this week's reductive summary, but Ellen does have to read it. Um, Blind read this it. Is her, <laughs> Never. Yeah, she is this the first time you've seen it? Reading. He did not send it to me. <laughs> this is my first yeah. first view. All right, Ellen. <laughs> uh you uh, I've sent you <laughs> this is your first time seeing it. You have not read this before. It's fully written by me. Uh take it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh the, the giggles. Okay. Um <clears throat> From the, from the, uh, what is it? The hands of Danny Weiser to the key, sure. whatever. He typed this out. Great. You're nailing this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. A struggling Hollywood screenwriter named Joe, while running away from the men trying to impound the car he can't pay for, parks in the garage of what he believes to be an abandoned mansion on Sunset Boulevard. He goes to explore the property. He finds that the home isn't abandoned. It's the home of Norma Desmond, a former silent picture Hollywood star and current delusional astrology girl that has a lot in common with Martin Scorsese. (laughs) Her creepy butler with an indistinguishable accent, Max, and a dead monkey that honestly should have been talked about a lot more in this movie. After learning that he's a writer, Norma shows Joe an awful script that she's been working on for a very long time. Seeing that she's filthy rich and terribly desperate, Joe realizes that he can turn working that he can turn working on her terrible script into a well-paying job. He's then forced to move in under the guise that they'll be working closely together, but really it's just because Norma is old and lonely. Their relationship begins to stray from professional into a full-blown sugar mama situation. <laughs> <laughs> On New Year's Eve, Norma tells Joe that she loves him and he leaves because he needs to get away from her. So he goes to a party being thrown by his old friend Artie and Artie's girlfriend, fiance. I don't remember. It's fiance. Uh, well, at that point, it was girlfriend. Uh, Betty. Yeah, Betty that's has, all I can remember. Yeah, Betty has looked at and critiqued some of Joe's previous work so they know each other and that familiarity somehow immediately turned into a blatant flirting right in front of Artie. Betty says that she liked a very small portion of Joe's otherwise very boring work and that uh, would like the two of them to work together to turn it into a movie. Joe initially denies her, but eventually agrees because Norma is creepy and Betty is pretty. Joe begins sneaking in out of Norma's mansion at night to work on the script with Betty. And the two eventually fall in love, leaving poor Artie <laughs> to drown out in rainy Arizona where he's working on a movie. One evening when Joe returns home, he notices Max spying on him and confronts him. 
Max reveals that he was Norma's first husband and director of her first few movies, but threw away his career to be her butler, giving up, <laughs> giving Joe a major glimpse into how weird the whole situation he's found himself in. <laughs> Norma then harasses Betty over the phone. <laughs> Joe intercepts the call and invites Betty to Norma's mansion to see where and how he's living. He tells her he's got a sweet gig playing companion to a lonely middle-aged woman named Betty leaves and and Betty leaves understandably upset. Joe decides he's had enough and packs his things, but before he can leave, Norma shoots him because she still believes herself to be the star and nobody leaves a star. The movie ends with the police escorting Norma out of her mansion under the ruse that she's finally making her movie because Norma is now fully existing in a delusion that she's created for herself. The end. That sounds up Boulevard. According to Danny. That was good. You did great. (laughs) You did great. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's pretty much. Did I miss anything? To the point. You even got to the monkey funeral. That made (laughs) zero sense. (laughs) That was. She assumed he was there to help her bury the monkey. (laughs) That was why she. Because you're late. Yeah. I just wish that they had talked more about the fact that she had a monkey. That but kind of in. everyone did at Hollywood at one point in time. It was like this yeah. like exotic pet that if you were rich enough, you had a monkey. Like that was definitely a thing in like golden age Hollywood. Yeah. I just wanted more. That's all. More <laughs> just content. wanted more about the monkey. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, <laughs> Ellen, what did you know about this movie going in? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Same. Literally nothing. I had never heard of this in my life. And I purposely, only- I didn't look up. I didn't look up who's in it, who directed it, anything about the plot. I just hit play. The only mention I'd ever heard of this movie in my life is literally in like the last couple of weeks, people in the 70 millimeter discord are talking about how great it is and how much they love it. <laughs> that was it for me. So, uh, Ty, what's your background with it? Um, well, yes, this is directed by Billy Wilder. Who's top five director of yeah. all time. So <laughs> I've, 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 I looked at, I've never heard his name it. in my life. <laughs> of course you haven't, Danny. You haven't, this is the first Billy Wilder Billy movie Wilder. you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard so of Billy I, Wilder. <laughs> So I knew him through that. I knew him through, like, I like in high school, I went through the AFI Top 100, and this was, like, in the top 10. Um, this, <laughs> I mean, but is it? Because this movie is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, you know what? It's way better than Casablanca. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll move on from that. Um, but... <laughs> Casablanca But yes, boring. I just... Loved, I love this. I kind of love old Hollywood. It's probably yeah. my favorite like era of movies. Um, I just I love black and white movies, and I love that kind of like just witty, just banter back and forth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just remember going through Billy Wilder stuff a while ago, and just this is my favorite of everything he's done, which is like saying a lot because he's made some freaking awesome movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I would uh, agree. I absolutely love old Hollywood movies. I am terribly ADD, so I like rarely ever t- like stop and sit down and watch one. But every time I do, I'm like, God, I love this. Why don't I do this more? And then I don't do it more. <laughs> I um, picked. I picked a kind of a short one for y'all. No, I it, it was short. Ten minutes. Yeah. It was perfect. It moved along really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ty, you complained to me earlier today that I never let you go first in the highlights. So why don't you go ahead? Well, why don't we, y'all, y'all haven't seen this, so why don't y'all, one of y'all go first? The, oh my, that's what I, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm 
I'm gonna post screenshots. Ellen, of our Ellen, text what's chat. your highlights? I'm gonna, from, I'm gonna tweet that? screenshots of our text <laughs> conversation so the audience can see how you're gaslighting me right now. Ellen, what's your, what's some of your highlights from Sunset Boulevard? <laughs> I'm happy to go first. <laughs> I'm not happy with anything at all. <laughs> I had to watch Green Knight this uh, week, and now I just sit through this shit. I played that so perfectly. I played that so perfectly. Ellen, let's let's hear your highlights. Let's go. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, Ellen, please read it while I read a WikiHow on how to deal with gaslighting from your friends. I need to learn something from this. Okay, highlight number one. Dare I say it? Score. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. We're back to the score. You didn't get to it for Birdcage. I know. I forgot. And I meant to say it too. Um, But it's classic in the best ways. It's, you know, there weren't a ton of scores that really like stood out as like particularly like special melodies and stuff outside of like Gone with the Wind and like, I don't know, the big epics. But like, it's just, it, it, it is what most scores were of that time. And it's just so nice. Like it's perfect. It, you know. Yeah. Um, so I put the dialogue just cause like, I mean the dialogue in general, I do, I love the way they talked in old movies. I love the way they banter. I love how witty they are. I love how it's just like an elevated version of like speech as a, as opposed to how we talk now. Um, I love I, the I wish people still talked. <laughs> I wish people still talked like that. Like, yeah. The same, like, not the same accent, but the same kind of, like, yeah. maybe I just wish America was smarter, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. probably. <laughs> probably it. But, like, yeah, everyone has, like, a witty comeback. Um, I love the quote when she says, I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Yes. Mm. Oh, it's such, that's the best line of the movie. Best line of the movie. Um, I love the big old mansion on Sunset Boulevard. Just, like it's such a character of itself in like the first bit of the movie and it, I love it so much. Um, but probably more than anything, I really, really dug the chemistry between, uh, Joe and Betty, like that scene at the party when you can see how he's so instantly clicking with this woman and it's like a more appropriate match for him. And he's found someone who's actually good for him. And like, they go toe to toe, she's picking on his writing he's eating it up and they start quoting is it like they see that start quoting either a book or a movie to each other and they fall into character and they're like doing this whole play thing with each other and it's it that is catnip for me like i love that type of flirting and i love seeing it on screen and it's done so well right there um i love it yeah really boldly like very close to her face and Artie was just like right there yeah, Door fuck already. I could give a shit. Bold. <laughs> They're having a bold. moment. <laughs> yeah. Not a complaint, just bold. If Artie's going to sit there and let it happen, then he deserves it. <laughs> flirting flirting in the 40s and 50s in the movies has flirting. nothing has ever been good, better since. It's never been better in movies since the when it comes to flirting. flirting. I mean, it's like, it is the modern day version of like the Jane Austen back and forth that you and I love yeah. so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, I love it. Um, That's probably the closest thing we got is the 2006 Pride and Prejudice. Was yeah. the closest thing we've gotten to like the 40s and 50s like yeah. flirting back and that forth. That and the the uh, 2020 Emma because it was so oh, yeah. fast paced yeah. between her and Knightley. Um, but then I will say the last thing that I put down for highlights is that they got 
act they actually got Cecil B Cecil B DeMille and Hedda Hopper to play themselves and Buster Keaton <laughs> and Buster, Buster Keaton. Keaton was also played himself at the poker game <laughs> that's right I forgot Danny has no there. idea what we're talking about <laughs> yeah right I now. saw a YouTube video just after royalty just absolute <laughs> so, Hollywood royalty playing I, I themselves in a movie that is so meta because um Talk, this is like did this movie name? like invent meta because i don't think movies were meta before this because i think it is i don't think swanson is somewhat norma desmond like she was a huge silent film actress whose career had kind of faltered a bit and like this movie was so big for her and it's exactly what norma was seeking i mean obviously i i don't think gloria swanson was as delusional um right yeah but (laughs) but they but they wrote the script and they actually picked an actress who was at like on paper at the same place in her career kind of I mean, Gloria was steadily working. Right, yeah. But yeah. she was actually like a star of the silent era who had to adapt to a change in the industry. And like she just, you know, was able to do it while the fictional Norma Desmond wasn't. Um I think this, this was because so like so brilliant. I don't think enough time had passed to where like like this was the first like real like big time meta movie. It's set in hollywood at the time that it's being filmed which is crazy like you don't get a lot of media nowadays it's about hollywood right now unless it's garbage like entourage you know like it's you know like it's (laughs) okay come on entourage is a work of gold right now it is misogyny (laughs) on film (laughs) entourage Um, is the epitome of the golden age of television I don't do this. Oh no. yeah! yeah. Don't, don't yeah. continue yeah. this goof, please. Yeah. It's yucky. <laughs> right, but yeah, I think this is the first time we've ever gotten like real meta on screen at this point because it's 1950. Like 40s is just like all classics that they're not making fun of anyone but Nazis. It's. <laughs> Yeah, like I really think this is the first like real meta movie we've we've ever gotten in Hollywood, it's which made is it the crazy. Perfect, it's made the perfect time to come out in 1950. You're just far enough into the film industry as a whole that you can turn around and be a little retrospective. Like each decade, how it was so its own thing that by the time you got to 1950, you look behind and you're like, you've got a whole little mini history here of yeah, you know, and it's like it's it's made at the perfect time and it's set of it's brilliant it's i love this movie so much (laughs) right it's so good (laughs) which is crazy too that this movie is so good and it's just so easily forgotten like behind casablanca and grapes of wrath and citizen kane it's just so easily forgotten behind all this which is crazy i don't know um danny highlights highlights are you sure do i get to go <laughs> all right uh would prefer it if you did i would love to hear the, your highlights the shot from the bottom of the pool looking up at dead joe at the start and at the end is a really great shot that i yeah. enjoy a lot especially with the knowledge that like waterproof cameras super were not a thing Cin- uh, the just, cinematography in this movie is unreal yeah, so it good. all looks great this movie looks that was my next one this whole movie looks very very good yeah like it all looks excellent. Um, the coffee maker in Betty's office is really cool. Yes, really? I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> oh my god, cool. I noticed that too. 
I want a coffee maker like I don't even drink yeah. coffee and I want a coffee maker like that. It looks so Super awesome. Dope coffee maker. <laughs> like that's all I was paying to paying attention to that whole scene is how she was setting it up. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought it was cool. By the way, um, um since we're talking about that office, uh Shane did want me to say something about that office. So that whole stretch of her from the outside when you're looking up at those offices, it looks exactly the same today as it did wow. back then. Wow. That's what Shane wanted me to say. It's the only the thing he wanted me to say. The fact that Shane didn't send us a voicemail is an actual betrayal. Yeah. Well, he I think that himself. I think so it's kind of I think it's, really it's kind nice of on us cuz we didn't really <laughs> tell him to send one cuz he it's remember Shane is, Shane is like 3 months behind oh, on podcast. <laughs> Well, to be completely fair, he's not going to get to this until like October. (laughs) To be completely fair, on my end at least, I had no idea this movie had anything to do with Paramount Pictures until it was filmed on the lot. Yeah, it was filmed on the lot. About it, but that whole stretch without me, there would be no Paramount Pictures. (laughs) So and so, this is entirely Ty's fault as why we don't have a Shane voicemail. Is basically what I'm getting at. Sure. Nancy Olsen is super, super great. Like, I love Nancy Olsen in this. She's quick and witty and charming and kind of, like, stole the screen every time she was on it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Nancy Olsen, really great chemistry between her and William Holden. Ellen, you already mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Their chemistry is fantastic. It just jumps off the screen. Um, Gloria Swanson is very successfully and impressively unnerving much the whole time like yeah. she just makes you uncomfortable the whole time which she's supposed to and so that was really really great um and uh i was her first husband is when this movie like really steps it up for me yeah. and like, takes it to another level and like Where you're just really, like what what the hell dude yeah. <laughs> you're really her first yeah. husband you just decided to stay and be her fucking butler yeah. he was a director <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, from that moment on, like, I love the final third of this film. Like, that moment on, the movie's so, so good for me. So, uh, all right, those are my highest high. Yeah, okay, so the voiceover. I'm usually not a fan of the whole, like, voiceover aesthetic, but I really mm-hmm. loved it in this. I think it worked really well. I think it might be, hot take, might be the only time a voiceover has actually ever worked. I really don't like the voiceover thing in movies mm. and this is the only time okay. i really well it's only because you haven't watched gossip girl so okay well that'll just be a thing that i'll <laughs> never know about because i'm never gonna watch gossip girl <laughs> it's Kristen bell dude she's great that's great Kristen bell's cool um the <laughs> uh, i love that this is just super meta i mean i love anything meta meta is like my favorite form of humor and any in critique and satire it's i just love it so much um the cinematography top notch look people are gonna get mad at me because everyone's like oh citizen kane is like oh the cinematography is so great it changed so many things well i think cinematography is better in this one and i think it's way more influential in sunset boulevard hot take might be a hot take but That's just Here what I believe. I think the cinematography. I don't know enough this. about what cinematography means to be able to refute that. So I'm I mean, it's just like good on this one. No, I think the way things point. look. I mean, some of the shots like are just so crazy good. Like the shot when he is at the front door and it's looking up at Norma Desmond through just that one little square, mm-hmm. and like that's like one of the best shots in movie history to me. It is so good, and I well, just it's 
this movie, I just, I, it baffles me that this movie is just lost in history. Like, to it the modern takes, viewer. yeah. Right, which is so crazy to me because this is such a good movie and it's such like a very accessible movie that is just lost in history. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to watch. This is not a hard movie to watch. I completely see where, you, where you're coming from. I think overall, this is a much better movie to the modern viewer than Citizen Kane because one, it's way easier to watch. Yeah. Um, it's not as like, it doesn't drag and it's not as grating. Um, I think Orson Welles is super, super heavy handed on his own shit. Um, but also like I can respect its place that Citizen Kane did invent a few yeah. things that like completely changed the way the movies are shot. We have to like all agree on that. Um, but it is a bit overrated. And I think probably people our age who are really into movies that kind of can agree across the board with that, especially with like, if you just stop and watch movies like this and like Billy Wilder might be a better director than Orson Welles. He is. He is. Probably, I'll say it right now. Yeah. I'll die on the hill. Billy Wilder is a better director than Orson Welles. I'll stand there with you. I think he, he has he has secured a better place in history as far as like movies that are watchable, palatable, and good. Yep. Sorry, I can't join you guys. I'm on a different <laughs> hill. I'm on a way Top. different hill, like pretty far away. Top, well, I'm on the Mamma Mia two is better than Mamma Mia Hill. That's pretty much the only hill I'm on. Well, right now. yeah. Well, Mamma Mia two is better than Mamma Mia. Like that's okay. that's a completely what? different argument. <laughs> Wait, but Abba's on both soundtracks, right? Abba mm-hmm. is both soundtracks. Uh, so terrible movies. Yeah, but um, James is in here. We go yeah, again. so terrible movies. Better. There's no Abba and Billy Wilder movies, so he's a better director than <laughs> either well, of those two. He could probably make better movies if he had Abba on the soundtrack. <laughs> probably not. Disco's dead. Um, <laughs> oh, Disco is alive, my friend. <laughs> Wake up. Nope. Uh, <laughs> if you're coming to my wedding, we're doing a full Abba-like moment at the uh, reception. So, no, Well, I'll be at the bar. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, Megan me and, and you are going to do the uh, Colin Firth and Stone Skarsgård Titanic thing at the tip of the boat. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no one's doing. It's going to be so cute. While the um, Queen is playing. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Um, okay, uh, pacing. We talked about that. It's just so well paced. I mean, it literally, this movie feels like, I mean, like, it's not a noir movie. Oh, but, but it like turns like it. in, but it turns into it from the beginning. And it turns it does. In, see, but know. like at the beginning, to me, it doesn't feel like a noir movie. It just feels like an old Hollywood movie, and then it slowly, gradually turns into like a noir thriller. But it which, starts like, with the dead body. We well, yeah, but then it like totally changes into this like happy-go-lucky guy that's just down on his sure. luck, and you know, sure, and it just. Like, it turns into this noir thriller, which we don't really get anymore. We don't really get the mm-hmm. noir thriller. We only get the, like, high dramas, stupid comedies, or Fast and Furious movies, okay. which I'm fine with. You didn't with. even see Sin City, then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> dear. No, I, well, my I'm mind sorry. goes dear to... Dear God. <laughs> that was a good one. I really appreciated yeah, that joke. That's a good one. But Thank you. Jesus Christ, Sin City. <laughs> My mind goes to Bad Times of the El Royale. I think that was a successful noir. Like a noir thriller, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know a noir means. But like so I, I don't know really if it was that successful. Like I feel successful like to we, me, not like box right. office wise. I feel like we I know it, it very good. But we yeah. I, I, I just enjoy that kind of noir thriller kind yes. of like where you don't know what's going on, but it's not like a 
horror thriller kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm gonna need some more recommends for like old Hollywood noirs because like I got would, uh, would love to jump in, would love to dip my toes. I got them. Uh, Gloria Swanson stole the show. I f- oh, and I yeah. feel like <laughs> every like when second I'm, she's on screen. When I'm watching this movie, I feel like she wasn't supposed to steal the show, but like when they started film it, filming, she just like. Billy Water was just like, this is it. This is my girl right here. Because, like, I, like, the way they filmed it, she is not the lead character. But, like, she is the lead character by what she does in the time that she's given. Mm-hmm. Which is so crazy. I love it. So, I just love, like, just a better actor out of every scene. stealing a movie from the actual lead actor. I just yes. love that yes. so much. It's so awesome. And I love that it was Gloria Swanson who was kind of playing herself in like a way. And I love that she didn't take that personally and she just played it so, so, so well. Um, and then my last highlight, just never trust someone that's super into astrology. <laughs> just, Hey, you know what? That's a good lesson wow. for anyone listening right now. Do not trust anyone that's super into astrology. Cause you're going to get burned. You're directly attacking the film hags right now. Yo, film Just a hag? direct attack on the hags. Right well, I know. Show. Look, I know. Boom and Sos or Leo, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I saw just, this really great tweet. It was like this guy. <laughs> it was a screenshot. A guy had texted his mom, "Hey, what time was I born?" And she, and his mom responds, "Nope, stop talking to her." <laughs> That's what I've I've been giving my brothers. Uh, Going to be a junior in high school, and I've been giving them like college advice. And every I tell them, anytime a girl starts talking about astrology, you get the fuck out of there. Do not. <laughs> if she just, asks you what time you were born, nope, oh, stop talking to her. No, you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're done for. Um, but yeah, just never trust someone that's super into astrology because the next thing you know, they're going to be de- burying a dead monkey in a children's casket in their backyard. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm d- uh, I, look, I can't stress this enough. I love everybody at the film hags but astrology is just that's a red (laughs) flag right there goodness moving on ty do you have any lows do i have any lows i have zero lows for this movie surprise surprise (laughs) that's why i figure we just move right in it's a perfect movie Ellen, do you have any? I forgot to write any down because you don't have any let's go yes I like literally I'll save the show. I'll read my lows. Yeah, let's um, save the show by just bashing a Hollywood classic. Let's go. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for, folks. Uh, first low, the very beginning of the movie, he got into his car on the passenger side and slid over the driver's side, and for some reason that bothered me. Because really cars aren't why. made that way anymore. Yeah, Ooh, can we weird. talk about the car? It's my highlight. Oh, cars, my in, cars in every movie made before the 70s are just so much better than any cars we have now. The caning on the side of the car, like that car can never get rained on. <laughs> how about how about just like a car that he was driving past that was like almost 90% wood paneling and I was still like that car looks better than the car I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb car that's stuck in my garage right now. <laughs> yeah, I happily, can't even drive <laughs> Could give a shit. <laughs> would happily drive one of those cars. Oh my god! My car's in the shop right now. It's about to cost me seven hundred and fifty dollars. So I also hate my car. Yuck! 
Blower motor went out, man. You can't go without air conditioning in Texas. It's just not an option. <laughs> uh, my next low is I wish we had spent more time with Betty and Joe. Um, that romance felt a little fast developing, um, and I wish that I just liked being with them. I like spending time with those two together, and I wish there was more of it. Um, See, I was kind of like, I didn't like that. Like, I was like, I want more of Gloria. I want more of Norma Desmond on screen. Like I, like he gives a crap about energy. these, like this romantic story. I want chaos. Well, I think where I'm at is I either want more Betty and Joe or I want no Betty at all. You know what I mean? Also, I, I feel like it. Like we got a little bit of her, and like they they played that up as like a secondary storyline. I either wanted them to dive into that or just eliminate Betty and just be Gloria the whole time. Also, we can talk about this after the recast, but she looks so familiar to a former actress, but I can't figure out which former actress she looks so familiar mm. to. Nancy did either, like, did any, did either of y'all have that when you're watching the movie? You're like, no. I've seen her recently. No. She looks you sort of like I the have... Guys and Dolls. Who's that lady in Guys and Dolls? Uh, Madelaide? Adelaide? No. No, no, no. The Adelaide? one who gets uh, with, the, uh... The um, leader, sister, lady. um... Uh, no, she didn't look like her whatsoever, but yeah, continue. Uh, okay. Never <laughs> you know, what I had, though, Fuck me, then. is... <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite line from Superbad. Just like, uh, I'll go fuck myself, then. <laughs> oh, fuck me, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> this episode is our worst episode ever and it's going to get our most listens which makes zero sense <laughs> I love it I absolutely love it <laughs> we're talking about this really high class movie and we're just being idiots the entire time <laughs> it's because you shut up hammered I, am, I know sorry when my mom offers me to take me out to drinks I'm not going to say yeah. no yeah, what I was just, it? All I'm saying is I get a little nervous. Of, yeah. of a tequila and a beer chaser. <laughs> I get a little nervous. When I got I off work a, at two. A shot of tequila when I get a shot and a beer at two thirty. Is look, like, hey, it's called a cheap hours. thrill. <laughs> it's at my favorite bar in Houston. It's called a cheap thrill. It's four dollars for a pint of beer and a shot of either tequila, whiskey, or vodka. And how many hey, did you, you do have? You, man, I'm not here to judge. I'm not gonna. I don't count drinks, Ellen. Okay, we don't do that here. So more than five. Ty, that's a dangerous 10. policy, bud. That's dangerous, Ty. You should count them. You should absolutely count. Well, no, I count them. In, I count them internally, but like I don't let other people count my drinks. Okay. This Goodness. is a no judgment zone. Yeah, we're I've we're been drunk on the show. We're in no judgment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've definitely been it. drunk on multiple episodes of both rankings and this. Yeah, show. <laughs> yeah. folks, you should go listen to the cities that should have an NBA expansion Just team. Don't episode. listen to that one. Really. <laughs> I slurred every word he said on that episode, and that that's like our one. fourth most listened to episode we've ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because of that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, my. No, but My I was next... gonna say. Oh, sorry, she sorry, sorry. I didn't. She didn't remind me of anybody, but the plot felt so familiar to me, and I could not, I could not put the my plot? fingers on. Well, how many like, Sugar Mama plots are you watching? No, no, no. I, I, that's the thing <laughs> is, I don't think I am. But like, I know that like Hollywood literally steals from itself constantly, right? So I was like, there's, 
I just had this like image in my head of like somebody I'd either seen it in a movie or a show. It's probably really hacky. Yeah. It's like trapped in a situation and like meet somebody that's like their match. That's probably happened before. the, The scene that made me have like crazy, like I've seen this before vibes was when he's at the party and he's like hitting it off with her and he gets a call from Norma and he has to go back and he d- well he makes the choice to go back because he had just escaped her and he decides i have to go back and he sits at her bedside and she's like i was gonna die and he's like i'm here i'll be here for you and like makes what a, a choice great, to like stay in it what a and great that's scene that scene great, is so good such a great scene and as i'm watching i was like where have i seen this before like i swear to god this reminds me of something and I what was the uh what was the j-lo movie where she hooked up with the kid next door <laughs> There was a JLo movie that came out like two Sorry, years what? ago. That I, that I did me? not see. That I did not see. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> um, but no, I was like, I swear to God, I've seen like some uh, actually, kind of like, toxic May-December relationship <laughs> on a movie. Like That scene reminded me of something I'd seen before, but I could not put my finger on it. So, Which is, by the way, the fact that we've never talked about JLo in our news and introduction. I'm sorry. Part. We have to talk about <laughs> Benefer 2.0. Like, Ellen right now? <laughs> yeah, you I did. Mid thought. <laughs> Ellen was mid-sentence, and you're like, wouldn't it crazy we've never talked about J-Lo on this? Come on. Continue, yeah. Ellen. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, that, was, that, was my whole, that was my whole thought. But if you want to talk about Benefer 2.0, I could spend a solid hour on it. Um, That's another podcast. I think. That's, <laughs> if, if On the Download ever comes back, then maybe you can do it there. Yeah, seriously. Hey, On the Download, if you're listening, I'll substitute. I'll be a guest host for a week. Please come back, please, please. That's That's where I get all my news from, and they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's Um, killing me. (laughs) My last low is that uh, I was kind of bored through the first two thirds of this movie. Boo! That was boring. Not a lot. That's your. That's that's your problem. Yes, I I, uh, genuinely like the. That issue that I have is an entirely me issue and not a movie issue. This is a movie for like people that really romanticize Hollywood and especially old Hollywood. And this is a movie for film lovers. And I'm more of a, like a movie liker. You know what I mean? Um, so so that you're it's hosting just this movie podcast, you know? Yeah. Well, it's uh, all perspectives, you know, um, like <laughs> I podcast. I, that was your idea, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm having a great time. Uh, <laughs> or not. Um, so I just, I'm smart enough to recognize what's great about this movie, but dumb enough to not really care about the things that are great about this movie very much. Is kind of the middle ground that I'm living in forever. Um, so that's kind of where I'm hanging out. I bet just, yeah, I'm not like a, I don't romanticize Hollywood or and old Hollywood like that. Doesn't I don't care about it. It doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't get me excited or anything. Um, and I'm just not like a. Like the technical aspects of a lot of films and stuff, like behind the scenes stuff. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal to me. I just like watching movies. It's fair, I guess. Kind of where I'm at. So, Uh, by the way, the Jennifer Lopez movie is (laughs) The Boy Next Door. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Any more? Any more highs or lows? I've not seen The Boy Next Door. No, No, same movie. You heard it here first, folks. Folks, basically same movie. Um, any more <laughs> highs or lows before we move on to the recast? <laughs> this episode is so off the trains. I've no, <laughs> I don't have any more. Off, off the trains, that old thing. Off the rails, uh, off the rails. It's just for the record, nuts. Tommy is not continuing to drink while he's while we've been recording. Yeah, yes, you have. Been. 
There he is. <laughs> I did not notice the Topo Chico seltzer this whole time. Uh, Another oh, one. Replacement. There we go. Nice. Thank yeah. You, yep. <laughs> oh, that was unsatisfying. I need to go get another Dos Equis. I feel There's like a just, week open. I'm not well, it'll be it. louder on my microphone, you idiot. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Slow your roll. Drink some water. Ellen, yeah, do you want to go first on your water. recast? <laughs> or do you want to go get another drink and let me go first? I think you should go first because Ellen okay. got the privilege of reading the synopsis. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. That's fine. Um,. <laughs> I only cast four. Wait, rolls. wait, 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 wait. But you went first for a birdcage, so maybe Alan should go first. Yeah, that's what I said the first time, and then you <laughs> cut me off and said I should go first. I didn't hear you say that, so I, I apologize. Mute Ty in the chat. Who has control over this Zoom call? Uh, <laughs> Ellen, Danny, or Ty does. <laughs> Which is me. We share a Zoom account behind the scenes, a little behind baseball for you. Um, Ellen, would you like to go first with your recast? Yes, I would. Okay, so. I'll let you know who it is later, but I inadvertently looked up. They are in pre-production of a Sunset Boulevard remake currently. I think it's a only... musical. It's That's not... right. It is a musical yeah. because it's being directed by a musical theater guy. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And they have only casted one person, It's who, and it's Norma Desmond. Uh, I won't tell you who until later. Cause I already she's... know who. Is that weird? Yeah, we I, also, I also know, I know who it is. Oh. I think Ty mentioned it earlier, didn't he? I didn't. I definitely didn't mention it. But um, someone in the 70 millimeter sent like a video of that person singing, maybe? Oh. I think it was I think it was Kev. Yeah, it was Kev. Okay, well. Ella, do you know about the 70 millimeter? You should join if you haven't. I'm not, I've never heard of this show. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. This is like another podcast you guys are in. <laughs> there are other movie podcasts, believe it or not. One of those movie <laughs> podcasts. I've just never heard of this one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about it every week <laughs> i'm not familiar uh so it's a good bit Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not casting i guess we all know it's it's glenn, glenn close, close. Yeah, yeah i'm not casting yeah. glenn close um although fantastic me choice. neither because she's like 30 years too old <laughs> really good well i just love like you're 50 you're over the hill i can't believe you're acting this yeah, way <laughs> so we'll get to that we'll get to that so i really only cast three people in this betty norma and joe uh so for yep. betty i went with dakota johnson i'm oh, just nice. a big fan of hers i think she's awesome yeah that's fun um and then so for my norma and joe i was completely inspired by one of my all-time favorite youtube videos which is an interview of these two actors on like james corden or something and the interview goes off the rails very quickly they just start flirting with each other and it is i've watched this video hundreds of times and it's all because uh lauren noriega hosted on the download uh told me about it um and it is the actress is a little bit older than 50 but like if it's an over the hill actress nowadays it's going to be someone older than 50 so it is Mm -hmm. sebastian stan and sharon stone (laughs) Everyone Ooh, go watch that video of them on James oh, Corden. Wow. It is the greatest thing of all the time. The only James Corden video worth, worth watching. Oh, my God. It's hilarious, but I think that they are the perfect choice here. Um, wow, that's a fun cast. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Sebastian Stan and Sharon Stone, hands down. And I had, I like, like four backups, but I just keep going back to I want to see this. I want to see this so bad. That's yeah. a good one. I like that one. <laughs> that's fun. Okay, uh, I only cast four. I did the three you did plus Max, um, just because yeah. I had an idea for Max. I did Max, this. too. 
I also like, recast Cecil B. DeMille, also. So Max, Max's whole deal is... Did you just pick another director is, that could play himself? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Max's whole deal is he's A, creepy, and B, has an indistinguishable accent, um, which it's probably distinguishable for most people. I just couldn't figure out what the heck, where the heck he's supposed to be from. Um, but my Max is Mads Mikkelsen. Ah, there you he go. It off. He's about the right age. He pulls off creepy. He's got the accent. I think he did it. Denmark accent? I think it's where it's from. Sure. Or yeah, Netherlands. It's Denmark yeah, or the again, Netherlands. I don't know which one. Again, completely indistinguishable. Just sounds like Mushmouth. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't there goes our mouth, European. There goes our European listeners. <laughs> All one of them. It's fine. Hey, you know, they like F1. Maybe they, <laughs> they'll still yeah, be there. Bush, bush. Uh, my here. Betty... This should come as a surprise to no one. Uh, it's Zoe Deutsch. Oh, is this a? No one's sp- I think this is the first time you've casted her. Surely Maybe. not. Maybe I feel like I've mentioned I think, her at least as backup. No, before. I think this is the first time you've casted her. Maybe if you listen, if you know me, you know that I have a. She's my biggest celebrity crush by like quite, by like a lot. Kind of, I love her. I think she's so. Uh, attractive and funny and charming. I I love her so much. But that's and that's what you want out of Betty, right? Like you want someone who's cute, mm-hmm. who's yeah. young, who's funny, who's charming, who's quick witted. And I think Zoe Deutsch is all of those things. And I think she'd be great at this. Um, but and it's just nice to to cast her in some stuff every now and then because I love her. Uh, my my Norma is Julia Roberts. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Okay, I think she'd be so good. She's man. good at she, playing like. Because this role is kind of like mm. you got to play comedic and dramatic at the same time. Yeah. And I think she could do that. Yeah, me too. She, I think she could also pull off unnerving if she needs to really yeah. well. Well, that's she's what when you actress. blend dramatic and comedic, it comes off as like yeah, a little bit like, unnerving. What, what is their deal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she would nail it. And then I have a couple ideas for Joe. I'm going to go with this guy, even though I feel like he gets cast on this show pretty much every week. I'm going with Henry Golding. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You I don't care. Nope. Yeah. I think he... I don't know if he's been cast before on our show. You had him in Field of Dreams. Stephen Young yeah, gets that's cast what. every week. That's Stephen what. Young gets cast a lot. Dev Patel gets cast a lot. Henry Golding gets cast a lot. Those are kind of our go-tos. But I think that's like they're all perfect people. This is the first like leading man role he's been cast in yeah. on our show. He'd be so good, he man. Yeah. He's, he does kind of have that old Hollywood charming. feel. Yeah. He really does. It, Joe is just charming, obviously intelligent. He's clearly handsome. Uh, I, Henry Golding w- it would nail this. I think he would absolutely crush this. Yeah. But that's my cast. I think this is one of the better casts I've done on this show. That's I, a I good one. Scrap out of this movie. That's a good one. Ty. Um, yeah. So for Cecil B. DeMille, I got Scorsese just playing Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Second Scorsese was, mentioned in this episode. Nice. <laughs> I just think that was. I, I think that's kind of perfect because like back in that time, Cecil, like Cecil B. B. DeMille was like the director's. Of direct, director. like, yeah, like he yeah. directed all the epics. Like, it, it's kind of crazy that he played himself in this movie. Um, also, I, I literally, casted... so, sorry, <laughs> I just a note on Scorsese. I I mentioned him in the in the 
synopsis or whatever earlier because while i was watching this movie as soon as norma said something just something basically about how talking or about how silent movies were better and how they're ruining cinema i was like oh scorsese vibes for sure yeah (laughs) yeah well i hear brian always says that to us all the time brian gill he always texts us he's like i kind of wish this movie was silent because like i'm so tired of these Talkies, talkies like like yeah, f9 awesome would be talkies. so it's much better weird. if it was completely <laughs> if it was completely yeah we cut silent. to text screen every 30 seconds we know yeah he does watch movies on he silent won't with silent. Like, <laughs> on it. it's his vibe oh, you just you get that old and you just can't really like steer him in the right direction anymore you just got to let him be you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. Old man rant yeah <laughs> um and then i got buster i recast buster keaton just Random dude played at the poker table. Bill Murray, just Bill yeah. Murray. <laughs> Bill played Murray at the, poker, at the table. poker table with his eyes wide open. While because you could totally Joe just, begs her for money. Just like, hey, Bill, we're gonna pay you two million dollars if you just come sit at this table for half a day, <laughs> like belly. Yeah. <laughs> um, for Max, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Nice. I think he, mm. he's got that just weird uh, Mamma Mia fame. Um, he's got that just weird <laughs> <laughs> accent that you can play off of. Uh, <laughs> uh, Betty Schaefer, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst playing that character. Childhood crush. Childhood crush. <laughs> adult crush. Forever Kirsten crush. Dunst is closer Teenage than crush. Than Betty, right? All-time crush. Yeah, just, you know, I think Kirsten Dunst could play uh, Betty Schaefer really well. Yeah, uh, Norma Desmond, well. I can't believe this. <laughs> she did not get cast. Meryl Streep would play Norma Desmond so yeah. well. She was one of She my is so yeah. funny. She is one of the yeah. fun. Like people forget about how funny she is because she's such a good actress. But she is hilarious. Uh, also of Mamma Mia fame. You're doing a <laughs> yeah, Mamma Mia. Cast. I was just gonna say it. <laughs> Look, you know what? Uh, sometimes, sometimes oh, you just gotta go for the money. And Who's the guy I that get it. Sky and Mamma Mia. That's about to be his Joe. Look, I get it. You know, you got to go for the money <laughs> sometimes. So I get it. I know this other person's not in any Mamma Mia movie. Uh, my Joe is Jesse Plemons. I think Jesse okay. Plemons could play this old school Hollywood so well. And I put him love and Kirsten him acting. Yeah, Kirsten <laughs> acted together. I love it so much. And I think he's he fits in this kind of old school Hollywood feel really really well. Oh, him in a fifties wardrobe fits oh, so yeah. well. It's perfect. Like him in. He was, he was just in one. Well, no, I guess it was seventies, or sixties with, uh, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he the master fits, was set in like the fifties or something, right? Yeah, he fits. He just kind of fits in that kind of old. He's kind of a timeless actor. Which is kind of weird to say because he doesn't seem like a timeless guy outside of acting. But I think I just love I will I would love to see Jesse Plemons in this role with Meryl Streep. I think they would work off each other so 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 <laughs> yeah. well. It'd it's just so funny great. to think about because I just restarted Friday Night Lights, so I've got Jesse Plemons. Hey, it's coming to Netflix hey, Danny, soon. Hey, Danny, I also restarted Friday. Night Lights. <laughs> nice, dude. Because <laughs> it Heck it's already yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's I, well, it's on, on Hulu. I've been watching it on Hulu. So. It's already on Netflix, yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Shoot, I might just put it on while I'm working. Like, in the dude, are we, are, are, we, are, are, we, are we doing this, dude? <laughs> no, we're not doing this. I'm not starting a third <laughs> podcast with you. 
No, are we just yeah, doing it? Now we have an F1 corner and an FNL corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to catch Gosh. up on Love Island. You've already got me watching something with you already. Well, catch up because you're on episode 15. I'm on episode 33 right now. <laughs> it, there's an episode every day. If you miss a week, you're... Catch up on Hulu because on Hulu, it's up to episode like 27 or something like that. Okay, so, good. I don't have to use your yeah. weird link. Okay. There's too many well, you have to when you catch up. Show. Yeah, just less corners, please. All right, do you guys want to move on to? We got a voicemail and an email this week. Yes. Oh, and an back- email. Interesting. We got two, folks. Say, but first, my big uh, backup for Norma was oh. Julianne Moore. Oh, we didn't even do backups. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah Julianne let's hear Moore was my big backup because I thought she could play oh, that super, super well. That's a good one. Oh, nice. Here's uh, when I went to get drinks with my mom. She wanted to see Molly Shannon play. Ooh. Wow. Playing Norma Ooh, Desmond. Yeah, I can see that. Your mom That's is good. Because like if, that. if you haven't seen, um, I don't know, maybe Ordinary People, I don't know the name of it, but it's Molly Shannon and Jesse Plemons, and it's a movie about the mom getting cancer. She, I've heard of this. Like, all-time great dramatic role for Molly Shannon, and she can play that dramatic and, like, chaotic comedy so well. It's really great. Mm-hmm. So, Elisa, you nailed it on the head. If you're listening, you're probably not listening. But Thanks, Mom. Just you nailed it. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, my only backup, my backup for Norma oh, was Angela awesome. Bassett. Ooh, Angela Ooh, that's Bassett. a good one. That's a or good Jessica one. Or Jessica Lang. Oh, yeah. That's our Catherine Hahn. Yeah. All of these are good. There's Maya so Rudolph. Many great, there's so many great actors. Maya Rudolph, I feel like, might be a little bit too comedic, but I think too, that yeah, maybe. Funny, I think. But maybe if you, we've never really given her like a dramatic-ish role. You never know. Who knows? It's a hell of a one to start off with. <laughs> um, also, my Joe and Betty, uh, my backups were Lakeith Stanfield and Brie Larson. Nice, just because we watched Short Term 12 recently. Well, well, that <laughs> and I think Lakeith does like is really good at playing like he's kind of a timeless actor oh like i think he can play (laughs) yeah i think well he can play in just his reactions to everything he's like so good at playing like certain eras of america um i think he'd be really good in this i just kept seeing lakeith like reacting to like the insanity that is norma desmond and i just couldn't stop thinking about it it was so good um obviously and spielberg was my backup cecil b demille <laughs> right natch yeah that's good and that's only because i just recently watched awesome powers gold member where spielberg played himself <laughs> directing awesome an awesome powers movie in austin powers movie so uh, meta yeah talking about meta also tom cruise uh, playing powers awesome powers is- are Austin Powers and Sunset Boulevard the same movie? Is that what we're saying here? Uh, no, no. I think the sense. question is, which movie is better? Awesome. Austin Powers Gold Member or Sunset Boulevard? Because only one has Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> As Facts. Foxy Cleopatra. So. Coming at you. That's a good point. Beyonce could be in Sunset Boulevard, but Gloria Swanson could not pull it. Beyonce Austin could Powers. be in any fucking movie she wants to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I'm saying that because I don't want any of the beehive or whatever they're called to come after us. Over the course of this podcast, we've compared Sunset Boulevard to Austin Powers and Gossip Girl. We are just crushing it right now. Well, you compared it to Gossip Girl. 
Yeah, was, it's a collective <laughs> we. We all did it. So. I, I uh, absolutely did not. Moving on, we got got an email from Josiah from the Mad About Movies Ooh. Discord. What? He loves. Is it loves talking about? Like please this. tell me he doesn't bring up the Beach Boys. No, he doesn't. This <laughs> Thank time. God. I would have editorialized <laughs> if he had. So. Um, he says noir cinema has become synonymous for both its distinct lighting and snappy dialogue, and rarely has anyone done it better than Billy Wilder in this movie. The wordplay in each and every interaction throughout this movie is clever and quick, and my goodness, if it doesn't look fantastic. Of course, the crazy good camera work and music combined with Swanson's performance at the end gets most of the hype, and rightfully so. But for me, the moment that sticks out most in the film is the scene where Norma and Joe are watching an old movie, and the smoke from a cigarette floats through the projector's beam with the pitch black background behind it. Truly a breathtaking moment. Absolutely. Kind of wish people could smoke cigarettes in theaters. Just because I love yeah. the aesthetic. Yeah. I just I love... No, I wouldn't like to deal so with bad. it. I wouldn't like to deal with it. I just love the aesthetic of cigarette smoke floating through a projector. Ty is I, just all about vaping in theaters. No, because no, that's not real Hollywood, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, um, <laughs> thank you, Josiah, for the email. That was yes, great. thank that you, was Josiah. Really that well, was very nice. Well worded. The least very, annoying very thing I've ever heard you say in my entire life. So great job, Joseph. Honestly, I'm just happy that you didn't bring up the <laughs> the the uh, the boy band that is the Beach Boys. So yeah, would have been rough. <laughs> um, and we did get a voicemail from honestly the king of this show, my favorite person in the world. It's Kev. Kev's the best. One. Kev's our number one I'm, fan. I'm gonna bully him into sending a voicemail every week, regardless of whether or not he's seen the movie, and I'm very excited about it. Um, thank you, Kev. He titled this one Sun Kev Boulevard. He's <laughs> nice. Gosh, just the best. King of puns. Hey, we should watch a movie. Did Smile you guys eye. know that in the mid-90s, Angeloid Webber turned Sunset Boulevard into a musical? <laughs> nope. And in go. kind of a dramatic turn that involved a couple of different actresses, including, most famously, Patti LuPone. Wow. Oh, Interesting. Patti Glenn Close took the role in New York as Norma Desmond. And pretty much carried it. It's not a show that's talked about as much as, you know, Cats and Phantom and stuff. Cats. <laughs> anyway, Glenn Close did it again in 2017. And they're about to start filming on a new movie with Glenn Close oh, as Norma Desmond with new music from Andrew Lloyd Webber. Whoa. Yeah, it's which, a movie musical. Considering the quality of the music from Andrew Lloyd Webber over the last 20 or so years is a bit of a mixed blessing. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot to add for Sunset Boulevard. It's a perfect movie. Beautiful. It's easily in my top 10, I think. Well, Thankfully, so Letterboxd doesn't make me list that. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope you guys love it as much as I do and as much as so many people I've found online lately have over the last few weeks. Uh, thanks so much. Take care. Thank you, Kev. Yes, Thank Kev. You, Kev. Absolutely. He's, he's got a great voice for radio, that guy. He does. Kev, why don't you have a... Does Kev have does a he? podcast? I think he said he's working on one, hopefully. Kev, get it out there. You got a, you got a podcast voice. Please. Um, yeah, Oh, so I guess it, like, you said it was a musical. I guess it's a boat. It's a movie musical. Well, they're adapting they're the making. musical back into a movie. A movie, ba- a musical based on a movie is not going to be turned back into a movie. Um, and, sure, and why not? It's fun. Who but cares? Now that he mentions that, I feel ashamed being like some a little bit of a Broadway nerd. It's ringing some bells. I feel like I've scrolled by Sunset Boulevard while going through that Broadway app so many times, and I haven't even like stopped to. But see also, what it's like, about. who knows what this is going to be? Because I don't know anything about this musical and. I'm very 50-50 at the moment about Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> movie. Why? 
There's trepidation. Why, Ty? Uh, I mean, I'm it's just, just like... Wait, I'm just kidding. We don't have to get into it. Here. It's like there's some really <laughs> good stuff. There's some really, like, stuff I don't care about. So, like... It's it's interesting. I just, like... I'm more of a Sondheim fan myself. This, this, <laughs> this movie as, like... Because I don't know anything about... I know that it, at one point, was a musical. But this, as a musical, feels very weird and foreign to me so well, we'll see how they adopt the broadway yeah it's gonna be i love good close but Glenn close is like really good at being really good in really bad movies really recently so like we'll see she's famous for being like the best actress in a bad movie like yeah so like i kind of hope that it's a good movie that she's in finally because she's a really great actress oh she deserves to finally win some Seriously, uh, this this is not going to get her her Oscar, but I mean, especially she, for her just dancing at the recent Oscars, she deserves a hey an award just <laughs> for that. Hey. Great. Uh, all right, folks, it's time it's time to get down to, to business to defeat the Huns. Um, it is time for letterbox scores. I think I can go ahead and guess your guys's, uh, but why Ty, why don't you go ahead? Five stars. Yeah, perfect nice. movie. This is. A, Perfect old Hollywood movie. I think it's the best old Hollywood movie. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Ellen. Um. So, I went into this Uh-oh. thinking I was going to give it a certain score, but the more we talked about, it, the more it just got bumped higher and higher. And I'm going with five stars as well. Hey, let's go! Nice. This is the first double five star movie. No. Surely not. I thought we both gave. I don't think so. I don't, think so. I don't know. There's no way to know. I don't think There's I've no given any movie five stars except for Field of Dreams. Oh, and I did not give it five stars, so. No idea. Um, I gave this one four stars. Yeah, this has to be the highest movie. Let's go, Ty. Ty. You gave this four and a half stars Ty. on Letterboxd. Yeah, but I changed you know. it. I recently watched it, and I moved it up to five stars. Oh, okay. That I... watch was from last year, Ellen. Excuse me. Sorry. Until until that moment where Max says uh, I was her first husband, I was like, "Oh, this is like a three star movie that sucks. I'm gonna get dunked on." And then the last third is so good; it brought it up a whole star. Um, so I thankful for the, the final final third of this movie that I really, really genuinely loved. Uh, but yeah, four stars, which is not bad. I think it's no. about what people expected of me. That's so. good. I think I picked the highest average movie. Could be worse. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh my God! Praise to me. Competition. Give me all the praise, yeah. Danny. Give no, me the praise. No zero of it. I want it. Give me the praise. You, you also picked a movie that has ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes and four point four on Letterboxd. You don't get to take the credit for hey, this. Hey, you could do that. Movie. You're picking next, wanna... aren't you? So let's hear it. Let's hear this. Yeah, Ooh, I'm yeah gonna... let's hear it. My, the the movie <laughs> we're watching next week is very different from Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> uh, extremely different. So much so, uh, we're watching an animated movie. Oh, um, I did pull it off of Ty's watch list, I believe. So I know Ty that you haven't really? seen this one. We are watching Your Name. I have not seen this either. This is a Makoto Shinkai joint. Uh, Ty, you saw Weathering with You, I believe. I believe I did. Yeah, yeah. This is the one. This is the one he came out with before Weathering with You, and that I think is better. And I I've really like this, Weathering With You. I've heard so many people love this movie. It's in like their top fives. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Weathering With You is the, 
I just recently watched that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's better, but animation style the same. I know you said you love the animation in Weathering With You. Um, oh, animation great, yeah. style is very similar, gives similar vibes. I like this story a lot better, though. Uh, gosh, I love this movie. I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, and I assume we're going to cast as if we were doing a, a real-life version of yeah. it. So even though it's That'll a newer be... movie, we get to Ooh. cast it as those live yeah. action. That'll be fun. Which will be fun. Yeah, I think it'll be really sweet. Uh, movie's not streaming anywhere. You will have to rent it. So hopefully that's fine. cool. With or, you um, know, if you know you me. You will have to rent it, and there are no other means that we will talk about on this podcast. Um, if you don't I, I own the Blu-ray, though, so I, I don't have to because uh, I love this movie so much I went ahead and bought it, and it was yeah. an easy, easy decision for me. Right, so I'm you very, watch very your Blu-ray three times. You, you run that three times, and I'll send Ellen the link where she doesn't have to buy it. And that's just the equivalent of us coming over to your house and watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teamwork. It makes yeah. a dream work. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super excited to talk about this one. I, I think I don't, I have no idea if you guys will like it or not. I feel like this is a love it or is like, that was weird type type situation. Um, it'll be, it'll I be interesting. It Cause weathering with you for me was very much like the animation very, very much stood out and the story didn't really captivate me as much. So it'll be Honestly, interesting what this does. There's and Riz, a, is this the one with Riz Ahmed is, is, uh, uh, yeah, he but he doesn't play a very big role in this. But uh, he okay. is. Are we making a rule this. that we can't cast it as the voice actors? No, let's just. You can do whatever. You can do whatever okay. you want. You do whatever, but I. How this far is this from my... like Hayao Miyazaki movies? It's is it uh, well, this no. is like Miyazaki movies are very, they're like very different than normal anime. Well, they're movies, like fantasy. I feel like. I feel like they yeah, stand this is, out. This is this is fantasy, though. and oh, this okay. is that. Right. There's this chant. Taiyu, it may be another like I love the animation. The story was weird. It might be another one for you, or this one might connect with you, and I hope it does because I love this one a lot. So, I'm excited. and that'd be my number nine movie it. of 2016, and 2016 was full of bangers. So, but yeah, there are different like different anime that I think are very very different than Miyazaki. Um, mm. There's one that I absolutely love, and I have it on my list that I'm going to pick to watch at some point. Um, It's just like Miyazaki's like, I mean, he was so good that everything he made just stood out. So, like, it's kind of hard to, like, compare it to that person. You know what I'm saying? But it's 106 minutes, so it's not, like, crazy long uh, for anybody. Uh, I am going to be watching the English dub version. Just that's what yeah. i prefer same that's so a t- attention span issue well i don't know how to read so that's the only one i <laughs> that can too. watch reading is tough so i will be watching the english dub version uh i've watched it before i have also watched the the original japanese subtitle version uh, and it's great i loved it i just i'm an english dub guy that's just who i am so but yeah i hope you guys hope you guys enjoyed i'm very excited to talk about this movie with you uh, yeah, and pumped. then of course the week after we're having a guest and it's going to be a blast and i'm very excited about that too Woo-hoo. All right, any more thoughts, questions, comments, concerns before we get the heck out of here? This is a very long episode. Ellen, yeah. we did it for you. Thank you. We made I it a long episode you. so you don't have to go back outside and start working in your backyard with your husband. So I'm still probably going to have to go out there for a little bit. So It's but fine. It's well, it's all right. Fun. I'm going to be up editing until about midnight, so we're all good. Yay. 
That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get out of here. Thank you for watching a movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at uh, wswampod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Watch a Movie Pod. Until next time, there's nothing tragic about being 50, not unless you try to be 25. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I can't go on with the scene. I'm too happy. Mr. DeMille, do you mind if I say a few words? Thank you. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio making a picture again. You don't know how much I've missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again. Because after Salome, we'll make another picture and another picture. You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out there in the dark. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Thank you.